0: you, hey, family, I have a text message for you today from God. Amen. Yeah. It's the living word. <laughs> I love it. Father, bless these words, and Father, move your spirit among us here today. And, Lord, if there are people here who don't know you, we pray, Lord, that you'll move upon them with your spirit as your spirit draws us into that relationship with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. So we thank you and praise you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. amen. And and this is in the book of Mark, chapter 4. We're starting in verse 35. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, Jesus, let us cross over to the other side. And it's important as we look at the Word of God and we begin to look at what the messages are that he has in the Word. We remember Jesus Christ in all the books coming up to that point. Is, it's really the works of Jesus Christ in chapter 1, 2, and 3. And now we're reading the words of Jesus Christ, which is chapters 4 and 5. And this is important to us, and this is what we need to hang on to, because our Lord and Savior has a message for us today. But He's saying, let us cross over. Let us cross over to the other side. Now, when He had left the multitude... They took him along in a boat as he was. Jesus wasn't that kind of fisherman, and they were kind of taking him along. And, and remember, before this, he was healing people. He had cast out demons of all kinds in the temple and in the community. Everyone that they brought who were demon-possessed, he cast out. That's what our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did then, and that's what he's willing to do and wants to do for you now. And we need to take heed to his word because it is his word that gives us understanding. And so they got on the boat and uh, there were a bunch of other little boats around him. And great windstorms arose. You've got to understand that those great windstorms, what they were, they were storms that came. Remember, Jesus was casting out demonic beings and demons and all kinds of sort of things. And these demonic beings knew where Jesus was headed. He was heading over... The sea going to the other side, the east side, and on the east side, this is what he found. Uh, he said, And when he was asleep in the stern on a pillow, and they had this great storm, and they went running to him and they woke him up and they said, Teacher, do you care? Do you care? Do you care that we're perishing? That's why Jesus came. Jesus came because he does care. He does care if you're perishing. He does care. Then he arose, he rebuked the wind and to the sea. He says, peace, peace, be still. That word is actually used as he would encounter Demons, demonic beings, all of these, he would say, be muzzled. He's speaking to this storm in the same way, because he knew where that storm came from. He's saying to the storm, be muzzled. He's saying to the storms in your life, if you will only come and call upon the name of the Lord, peace. He's saying to those trials, those troubles, those things that come into our lives, He's saying on your behalf, be muscle. And that's our Lord, and he loves us so much. But he said to them, why are you so fearful? And sometimes in our lives, we forget to call on the Lord. We become fearful. We let our enemies. We let the things that are trying to separate us from God. You see, this wind was trying to separate Jesus i this man he's going to encounter. And, and, and the story is just so awesome, and I can apply it so much in my life because it's true. was true in my life. And he said, And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who is this? Who can this be? That even the wind and the sea obey him. And, and that's our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Who commands, he stops storms in our lives. Jesus Christ, while he walked this earth, he says, if you've seen me, you've seen my Father. As we look at Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, what we see about him is not starting storms. What we see about him is stopping storms. It isn't he that causes these storms that are in our lives. It's clearly the devil. It's clearly Satan who wants to keep you from a relationship with Jesus Christ. And so here he is. He's on this vessel. He's crossing over to the other side. And the devil, demonic beings, trying to keep him from getting to the other side. Because they know who he is. Then they came to the other side of the sea of the country of the Gadareans. And when he had come out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs. I've been in those tombs before I came to know Christ. Oh, I did everything I'm not supposed to do before Christ, and I love what Jesus does when he gets a hold of a man's heart. He changes you. Took 25 years after. Serving in the Republic of Vietnam to put some of those demons, most all of them, behind. But it was only because of Jesus Christ. He's the guy who took the nightmares. He's the guy who took the dreams. And some of you know what I'm talking about. But our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ came. And this man came out immediately with an unclean spirit who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no one could bind him, not even with chains. Because he had aft, often been bound with shackles and chains, and the chains had been pulled apart, and the shackles broken in pieces, neither could anyone tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains, and in the tombs, crying out, cutting himself. When Jesus, when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshiped him. Family, even the demons know Jesus Christ. Even the demons, when they see him, worship Christ. They know who he is. Do you? Do you know who Jesus is? Are you plagued by a bunch of demons in your life? Are you doing things that you need to stop doing? Do you need Jesus to come and clean house? He will. He wants to. He wants you to have a life, and He wants you to live your life abundantly in Him. But if you have not God, if you have not Jesus, if you have not the Holy Spirit, then what do you have? Well, you have a demon, and a demon who wants to keep you away from Christ. There are some right now listening. And some of you are saying, hey, I don't believe what this preacher is saying. But it's true. But here they come. What have I to do with you, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Listen, Jesus was not a tormentor. He didn't come to judge. He came to set the world free. But what's taking place here in this particular picture is these demons, they knew hell. They knew what hell was like. They knew that there was a time coming when Jesus, who holds the keys to the pit of hell, is going to lock them up. And what he's saying here, it's not our time yet. Don't send us there. For... Jesus said, "Come out of the man, unclean spirit." And he asked him, "What is your name?" And he answered said, "My name is Legion, for we are many. A legion is anywhere from 3,000 to 6,000 demons. That's a whole lot of demons. One is enough. One is enough." Also, he begged him earnestly that he would not send them out of the country. In other words, send them to hell, to Hades. You'll see that story in Luke chapter 16, starting in verse 23. Now, there was a large herd of swine. They were feeding near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, Send us to the swine that we may enter them. And at once, Jesus gave him permission and the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And there were about 2,000. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea and drowned in the sea. Family. They were committing suicide. Jesus is giving his life. He gave his life. He bought you with a ransom. If you do not receive Jesus Christ, then you're committing spiritual suicide. You're running rampant. You're running wild. You're going down a steep cliff. At which point your life will end in the place that these demons didn't want to go. This place was created for Satan and the angels that followed him. It wasn't created for you and me. Jesus came that you can be set free. That's who Jesus is. He's our Lord and Savior. He didn't come to torment us. He came to set you free. He paid the ransom. He paid the price for you. was a little girl and this little girl was making a gingerbread man. You guys remember that story? My grandmother used to tell me that story when I was about that tall. Yeah, I was little once. But this little girl formed this little gingerbread man and it was beautiful and perfect She handled the dough and rolled it out and formed this little man perfect in every way. And she takes this gingerbread man and she puts him in the oven. And then after, what is it, ladies, 12 minutes, you take your gingerbread man out of the oven at 350, right? And and then she let it cool just a little bit so she could take and her little raisins and give him eyes and a little nose, a little mouth, some raisins for the buttons like my suit, you know. And then she took that icing out and she was putting on the trim, a little hair, the little clothes. And then she stepped back and looked at that cookie and said, this is beautiful, this is wonderful. And all of a sudden... That little gingerbread man, off and running. And this little girl running after her little gingerbread man. And this little gingerbread man, kind of like many of you and myself included in that, we were running from him just as quick as we could. And that gingerbread man looked back and said, Run, old run, just as fast as you can. You can't catch me, I'm the gingerbread man. Well... She got tired, went back. And the next day she set out to find her gingerbread man. And so she's walking down the street and she noticed up in the baker's window that there was her gingerbread man. He was being held captive. He was on display. Like many of you and I, on display. Some of us, we were Satan's display. So the little girl goes in and says, Hey, that's my gingerbread cookie. I made it. I want him back. And the baker said, you got to pay the price. And that little girl went home, got her ten cents, came back and gave the baker her ten cents and said, Can I have my gingerbread, man? And the baker said, You may. He's yours. So she takes her little gingerbread man and walks out the door. And as she's walking out the door, she looks at that little gingerbread man that she made. And she said, You are now twice mine. First I made you, and then I bought you. That's really a story, isn't it, about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Who made us? Who shaped us? Who formed us? Psalms 139 says, We're fearfully and wonderfully made. But there is an enemy. He's a little guy. He's about that tall. He's not very big. (laughs) Wears a red union suit. Has a pitchfork. A little pointy tail. Yeah, he's only that big. And he wants to deceive you. He's a rat. He's a liar. He's a thief. And, and, and what he does is he gets us to think up stuff. He gets us to do stuff. He gets us to sin against God. And then he goes to Jesus Christ and he says, nanner, naner, naner." You see, that's where we are. Without Christ, we need Christ. Because all of your sins, past, present, and future in Christ, are forgiven of you. These guys here, when they saw this man who was healed, no longer having demons in him, and his right mind restored, everybody marveled. And they came and said, we don't want you here, Jesus. Get out of here. Go home. In our lives today, so many of us are like that. We don't want you, Jesus. Go away. But Jesus left that man behind. He wanted to go and be with Jesus. So do I. But he left one man behind to go out through Decapolis to preach the gospel. Jesus Christ said, unless I go to be with the Father, I can't send the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. He died. He rose. He sent one, the Holy Spirit, to call you into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I know many of you here today are fighting that. You're listening to that little fella in a red Union suit and a pitchfork. When Jesus says, really simply, Just come to me. Come to me and I'll give you rest. Come to me and I will heal you. Come to me and I'll give you life. You see, on that hill that day, there were two other men crucified. One on the left, there was one on the right. They both mocked him, I did. I mocked Jesus. I said and did everything I shouldn't have done I wanted it my way I wanted to live my life the way I wanted to live my life and then I got serious and Jesus gave me a spirit my family changed my home changed my life changed my thinking changed I can't think of much in my life that has not been touched or changed Except that Jesus touched me, made me whole. He wants to touch you today. You see in the video, the picture up here, the goats, they're still in captivity. They're still in the baker's window. On the other side are the sheep, Jesus says, I call my sheep by their name. And you notice they're in green pastures. Green pastures is life. The gated community, well, that's not life. What the one man said on the right, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And the Lord said, today you'll be with me. In paradise there's a day coming family the goats will be over here and the sheep will be here if this was God the father I'm just going to be a portrait of Jesus I'm not but he says that if you confess me before men I will confess you before my father He says, he calls you by name. His sheep will be on the right. Where are you? Are you on the right? Or are you over here on the left? Are you in captivity? Or are you free? If you're in captivity, you can be set free. Because the Lord says that on that day, those that are on the right. He says, I'll introduce you to my father. And so it looks like this if I were Jesus George this is my father father this is George he believed in me the father looked at him and said well done enter into the kingdom of heaven family there's no judgment there the judgment was made when you received Jesus Christ today is your day If you don't know Jesus, you need to know Jesus. You need to be set free from this mess that we're in in this world. He came to set those captives free. What side are you at? Are you on the left? Are you still on display? Or are you set free? Today, if you're here and you're not set free, I want you to be set free. I want you to make a decision today for Jesus Christ I want you if you're here today and you don't know Jesus or maybe you're backslidden I want you right where you're sitting right now remember Jesus called his disciples publicly and he calls us publicly and he says if you deny me before men I'll deny you before my father I don't want you to be denied before the father I want you to stand up right now where you are seated. And I want you to stand up right now and say, I want to be one of Christ's kids. I don't want to live in captivity anymore. I want to be set free. If you're here today and you need to be set free, you want to be set free, stand up. Don't be ashamed. Jesus is calling, and he wants to bless your lives. He wants to meet you where you are. He he has already, those that have stood, your sins are already forgiven of you because you've decided to receive Jesus. But those of you who stood, I want you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, come into my heart. I know you are the only begotten Son of God. I know that you came to die on that cross, to set us captives free. That's why you came. You came to heal the brokenhearted, and I'm one that needs to be healed. I ask you to write my name in your book of life. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I am a sinner, past, present, and future. And I ask you to give to me the Holy Spirit, to lead me, to guide me, to help me bring comfort and peace in my life. I ask you in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. So those of you who have raised your hand or stood, welcome to the family of God. That was the best decision you have ever made. And so over here to my left, your right, is this uh, prayer room over there. There are those that would like to hand you a piece of paper for to fill out, get some information, help you, show you some things, maybe even put a Bible in your hands if you need it. So I thank you, and, and what a great day this is. And the kingdom of heaven just grew by a few, and, and wow, how awesome is that? And you know what the best thing is? I get to be with you in glory. Father blesses this, this uh, congregation here today. Thank you for the moving of your Spirit, the pouring out of your Spirit on this day. And Father, I pray for those that you will bless them with Comforter, the Holy Spirit. And Lord, as we remember not just those who have fallen for this country, but what a memorial day it is today that we remember our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who fought the fight, set us free. We thank you. We praise you. And what a day for those who received you as Lord and Savior. They'll always remember Memorial Day is the day I received the Lord. What an awesome gift you've given us. And we thank you and praise you. And all the God's family said, Amen. Amen.